The Leap Foundation proudly presents the Meet the Mentor podcast with Dr. Bill Dorfman. Dr. Bill is a TV host, New York Times bestselling author, two-time Guinness World Book record holder, fitness guru, celebrity cosmetic dentist, and philanthropist who founded the Leap Foundation. Here's Dr. Bill. Hey, Dr. Bill here. I'm ready to do another exciting Meet the Mentor. There's so much going on right now. Um, we're just getting ready to launch Poof. If you haven't seen our new whitening product, P-O-O-O-O-F, three O's, you can get it on Amazon. Uh, it's a new whitening strip that actually melts in your mouth. And the cool thing is not only does it make your teeth white, but proceeds go to leap. <laughs> which is why we're doing this whole thing. And my other great product that I'm super duper excited about are Kickballs, which is a caffeinated gumball. You can only get it on our website now, but in the next three months, we will be in 250,000 retail outlets. So we're super excited about Kickballs. And we're uber duper excited about Leap this year. We have such a great lineup. I'm talking to Amy Adams. I'm talking to John Legend. I'm talking to Chrissy Teigen. I'm talking to like five or six amazing business leaders who are all trying to clear their schedule and show up for you guys. Leap will be July 16th to the 23rd at UCLA. Um, we are so excited for this program. If you have not been the Leap yet, please Go on our website, www.leapfoundation.com. Check it out. Look what we've done. This will be our 16th year, Sweet 16. And one of the things about Leap that really hits home every year is called a mentor workshop, where we get about 100 different mentors from all walks of life that come to the program and share their expertise and their knowledge with you students. And this program has been so successful in finding great mentors that we decide, why should we just wait a year to do this? So now every week we're filming two or three new Meet the Mentors so that you guys can meet a lot of different, very successful people from all walks of life throughout the year and not have to wait till it, it all comes to Leap Week. So today I'd love to introduce you to Christina Weiss. She is a real estate mogul, millionaire coach, and creator of several multi-million dollar businesses, including Good Life Luxury, The Paperless Agent, and most recently, Wealthy Wealthy. And I'll have her explain to you what all those are, because I don't know. <laughs> She's also an international speaker and an award-winning author of the Amazon bestseller, Falling for Money. It's a romance novel for your bank account. Name, Name one, one of the, the most 100 influential real estate leaders in the country. She's been featured in USA Today, as well as by Apple, Contractually, and Evernote for her creative leadership with emerging technologies. Christina, welcome. And she's living where my second home is, right in Park City. And you're having a storming day, I hear. We are. Lots of snow. It's coming down. So yeah. where did you grow up? Oh my gosh. Well, that's kind of that's part of the story. I grew up in a teeny tiny town in the middle of Arizona called Camp Verde. I mean, it, it's barely on a map. So I grew up with a very poor education. I grew up, you know, on uh starting like in a trailer home, like very dire conditions. And I there might have been 2,000 people in the whole town. So that's where the story began. 
So well, let's hear the story. So you grew up in a trailer park, and then what happened? Well, you know, just I think you know when we're talking about you know how we get from where we started to to where we are, you know, and looking at the story of you know what makes maybe some people different, and I think that's where it started was just one of it just became started with desire, you know, just a real passion and desire that I think is really important. That desire fuels us to want to create something different or want to be different or want to create a different situation. So for me, it just started with the desire to look around and think that there's got to be more to life than this. This, I want out of this. This is, this is not where I'm destined to be. I want to ask you something. When you were a little kid, did you just know that you were different? Like, did you, because I'll tell you something. This is, I always, I always tell this on podcasts. I remember when I was like five years old and I started kindergarten, I came home from school one day, my, the first day of school. And my mom and dad said, said, honey, how, how was school? I said, you know, it was okay, but the kids in my class are so immature. Like I was five. You know what I mean? Like what kind of five-year-old ever says something like that? Like I knew I was a weird kid. Like, did you kind of feel like you were in the wrong place? You know, you don't realize that until much later in life, but looking right? back, like you didn't fit in. You know, I remember when that Apple commercial, the Macintosh, you know, commercial first came out and said, you know, for the misfits. And I'm like, oh, they're talking to me. Like right? you know, a group of people like me that feel like they never fit in and tried to and all the things. And yeah, just from a young age was just doing things differently and you thought differently and kind of acted differently while trying to fit in at the same time. But yeah, just from the very beginning. I I totally feel you. It was a weird thing. Like, and, 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 and the other thing too, is like, I never just like accepted stuff. I I always had to like, I don't know if you were this way too, but like, what do you mean? Like, how does that work? Like I I drove people crazy. Yeah. Well, and it it was, you know, then there's the other side of the personality too, that I think there's some resiliency or something there that could really handle going a different way or can just could, you know, deal with, I wouldn't say necessarily criticism, but, but, you know, everybody else is going left and just having that tenacity or that resiliency or courage or something to like, I'm just not going that way. Like that doesn't make sense. I'm going to go this other way. And, and it come, it came with consequence, but whatever that's built in also, it's like, nope, I'm just not going to do that. I'm going to do it my way. And just having that, that desire, like maybe I'll, maybe I'll fail. Maybe this is the wrong way, but I'm going to do it my way. No, I totally feel that it's so weird. I just had my 40 year reunion from dental school. I've been practicing 40 years. So I pulled out my dental school, like yearbook and they, they name, you know, they give those silly awards like, you know, best body and best. I was like, most likely to succeed. And I thought, mm. and then I looked in my high school yearbook, most likely to succeed. Junior high, grammar school. Like I was six, six, seven, eight years old. I, I don't know. Like, I think that always going left when people are going right. Maybe people figured I would be on to something. I don't know. But anyhow, so you grew up in this little tiny trailer park and where'd you go to college or what happened after that? Yeah, well, I think that's a big part of the takeaway too for you know young adults listening is, is knowing that really I think the big success is going left when everybody's going right. And it's such a, I mean, there's a huge pull to want to go with everybody else and 
And, you know, it's okay to go against the grain. It's okay to, to do what others aren't doing and to follow that courage to really go after those beliefs. But you have to, you have to go against that, that herd mentality in so many cases for that to, to be the case. And success lies in being different. It's, it's yeah. on the other side. Well, of you know why people don't do that? The biggest reason they're afraid of failure. And what I always tell students at LEAP is I never fail because if I go left and it doesn't work out, I don't look at that as failure. I look at that as practice and then I'll go even a little bit further left. And if that doesn't work out, that's more practice. And then I'll practice and practice and practice until it works. Absolutely. And it's almost to seek failure as a challenge. Like, where is the challenge? Like, Absolutely. to seek the challenge, to, to push yourself to be, that doesn't work, that doesn't work, that doesn't work. Ah, but this did. And that's part of that entrepreneurship. That's part of that success formula, I think, is you just keep you, the passion and desires there to figure it out. And you know that it's going to take how many tries before you know you decode it. But again, it's it's, yeah, I think it's, it's having the courage to do things differently, to be different, while at the same time seeking failure, seeking that next challenge. Practice, not failure. Right. Yeah. All right. So give us give us the roadmap. So from this little trailer park, where'd you go and what happened? Well, I, I made my way to college, just to, again, that desire to get out and and I got a great college degree. And what's interesting, you know, just the college degree was great, really to prove to myself as being the first one that in my family to ever consider college, let alone go, go to college, like it wasn't in the cards. So that was such a huge thing. But then again, like college was such a small part of my success, ultimately, because college for me was just a challenge, like the growing up experience, like to to learn like you have to study and you have to do these things. And, but even in college is more about relationship development. It is more about really. You're you're right. (laughs) Sorry, I have to interrupt. I'm so passionate about this because you know what? I just went to this entrepreneurship program last night for high school and college kids. And there's all these kids are like, I don't need to go to college. I'm not, you know, I can be, yeah, you can be successful without going to college, but you just hit the nail on the head. College isn't only about the courses you take. It's about the relationships that you make. And come on, you grow up. I mean, 17-year-old kids are stupid. They just are. They don't know life at all. And that four years that you're in college gives you an opportunity to mature and grow and learn how to be in relationships. I mean, I took every biology, like everything I needed for dental school. You know what was the most valuable thing I learned in college? What? My cheerleading squad wanted to go to the Notre Dame game and UCLA didn't have money. We made little buttons and sold those stupid little buttons, we raised $40,000 so that we could send our squad to a basketball game. And that was the most valuable lesson I learned in college was how to make money. <laughs> Absolutely. And just the creativity and the relationships and and you have to problem solve. You know, if you really are looking, it's a growing up experience, like, wow, life has a lot of different concerns and you have to, yeah, there's the academic part. You need to show up to class, you need to get there on time. 
the good grades aren't necessarily about the A, but it's about understanding that, you know, that they're in, in life, there are consequences. You have to show up to work. You have to do the work. There's the reward of that. And so there's so much of this growing up relationship and relationships that are created during that experience. And that's what to take with us. You're 100% right. So you graduated college. What was the first business? So what I first did out of business is, again, I was very, for me, I was very motivated to make money. And so I got, I mean, I got two degrees, accounting and finance, because I thought, oh, those are, those are money degrees. And so I'm going to be good at this thing called money. And it didn't work out that way right off the bat, but I got into a career early on, which was real estate. And so I was able to use a lot of the finance background. I studied some real estate in college as well, and some accounting background a little bit, but not much, but I got into real estate and, and what I learned really through real estate was just potential that that was a great career when I was, you know, I've had many careers in my life now, like you, you know, you start out as one thing and now you're a business owner and entrepreneur and you're selling products across the world. And, and, but it was just, what I learned is that, oh, there's so many skills I need to develop to be successful. And the great thing about real estate is there really no limit. Like you are self-employed, you are 100% kind of on your own and, and to succeed at at a high level, you have to, um, you have to work hard, but I just realized like, oh, there are these, like I got, I mean, I accidentally kind of got into the career, but one thing that I looking back is that one thing I developed early on was the skill of sales and sell sales is a real skill. And if no matter what you're doing, what, you know, what you're doing as part of your career, I think sales as a skill is one of the things that is the, one of the most valuable things that we can learn, but it's a skill, meaning we don't learn sales in college, right? We might learn accounting in college, but if you're great at sales and accounting, it opens a whole different level of opportunity. So that's the first 100%. thing I like to say. Just, I mean, I studied sales and I embodied the knowledge and I wanted to be great at sales. So that that's the takeaway looking back is, and, and today, today, every day I'm selling as a business owner of, of the what? different businesses. What do you think was your secret sauce? Like, what do you think made you succeed in sales where others didn't? I mean, a couple different things. I mean, one, you have to get over that fear of failure, like we talked about, because you're confronting all the time. And it's a fear, it's less about the fear of, of fear of failure, more about the fear of objection. So like being told no. And I mean, I would call, I would get into the office every morning before people woke up and I would start calling, I'd say, Hi, Dr. Bill. My name is Christina Wise and I'm in real estate. Have you thought of buying and selling your home now or now or in the near future? And that's all I would do is have a script and call and call and call. But I'd be told no and get hung up on a hundred times for one for one yes. But those yeses added up. But just being able to confront being told no, you know, and not connecting that to my worthiness as a person created more resiliency. But it's just getting over again some of those fears but connected, like I'm going to succeed. I, you know, I want the money. I want, I want the success. I want the trophies, you know? So I think that's one of the things is just that tenacity and getting over again, that fear that's so embodied, you know, we, we want to fit in. We don't want to, we don't want to be told no. You know what else I think? And I, I teach this at LEAP and you have it. I like it, it radiates from you. Confidence. Confidence is currency. Uh, I, I had a, a, a patient come in yesterday who has had his teeth redone four times. 
And he was literally in my chair bawling. And I looked in his mouth. I said, I can do this. And he said, well, I thought you were going to say you can't. I said, no, I can't. I can do this. And I mean, and I've been doing this for 40 years. And then I showed him pictures of six or seven other people who had the exact same thing and, and the results. I said, if I didn't think I could do this, I would say I, I can't, but I know I can do this. And I think when you approach things and I can tell you're a really confident person, when you want to sell anything, if you don't have confidence, no sale. Confidence is absolutely, and confidence comes over time for sure. Like I can't say, but it, you can exude confidence, but it's, it's confidence comes with the proof. Like I'm, I'm confident because I've got all the proof now that, you know, I, I know right. what I can do and know what I can't do earlier on in my career though. I'd say I had, I don't know if I had all that confidence yet, but I had that belief in self. You know, I had this belief that if others can do it, I can do it. If others have succeeded at this before me, those I don't think many have as many talents as I do, I can absolutely do this. So again, and that comes with that practice piece is like, just keep going and get over that fear of failure. And then over time, then all those, I got better and better and better. You know, I honed those skills and then more confidence was coming as I developed more. But yeah, part of that beginning piece is just the belief in, in self. And, and the other part of confidence would come from, from, the skill development, like I studied sales, like I just didn't get in there and, and kind of half-ass and, and try to get lucky. I mean, I, there's a process to sales. I went to like a sales school, so to speak, or, you know, to really learn. This where did you find that? Where, I mean, where can, like, if a student's watching this and they say, I want to study sales, like, you, where did you go to learn that? I mean, in real estate, it's pretty easy. There's all sales, you know, there's, there's sales programs anywhere, but there's, I mean, I could point people in five different companies that I know that that sell sales, you know, that, that teach people how to develop sales. But at the end of the day, I just say the skill of sales is really crucial to success. And and like, I mean, Dr. Bill, you're great at sales. Like you're the first thing on when we got on is you're you're speaking and and talking and selling, you know, your new products that you're you're um, bringing to the world. So again, that's, but a lot of people would be afraid to do that. They don't, they don't have that confidence. They don't have that sales ability to always be selling. And that's something we we've learned is always be selling and you could be selling to your boss. You can be selling to your customers. You can be selling like, again, it's just, it's a skill that, that never goes away that you will always use. And it's one of the most important. I agree. I, no matter what you do, you need to learn sales. So you went into real estate, you kind of worked on mastering this whole big, big sales. Um, and, you know, you were named like one of the top 100 most influential leaders in real estate. How did that all happen? Yeah, well, just lots of sales for sure. But then, <laughs> beyond that, you know, then I'd say another piece of success is building an identity. So, you know, when we're younger, it's like to really think like, who am I and how do I want to be known? And I wanted to be known as a leader in real estate. I wanted to be known as um, as a leader, a mentor, somebody that mattered, somebody that that um, had something important to say. So again, that took time, but it's working to really build that identity. Like, who are you, and how do you want to be recognized? And you can do, you can almost have many different careers or have different jobs, if you will, but still have an identity of somebody that that 
people want to follow, that people want to know. So I'd say that's another piece is to really speak and think about what is the identity that I want to create, create for myself. Yeah. And, you know, I think one of the things that really helps, and I think that that's super duper important is what is it that's going to move the needle and get people to respect you and know about you in a way that's different from other people in my industry I wrote a book, you know, and, you know, after coming off of extreme makeover, you know, I was approached by a, by a company that said, I'd like for you to write a book on cosmetic dentistry. And I said, I, I, I have zero interest in writing a book. I want to write a New York times bestseller. And so I did some research and I found a company that helps you become a New York times bestseller. And I did everything he told me I needed to do to become a New York Times bestseller. Why? Because writing a book, big deal. Writing a New York Times bestseller, you get to be on Rosie and Ellen and The Tonight Show. Like I, my agent could book me on all these things. How many dentists have written New York Times bestsellers? One. That's awesome. How many books are there on dentistry on the New York Times bestselling list? one, right? So I think that that's a really important thing is differentiating yourself so that when people are thinking like, who should I buy from? Oh, I'm going to buy from Christina, right? Because she's done this and this and that, right? Yeah. And you did, you built like you built this identity and, and that's kind of another key takeaway. There, there are models everywhere. You didn't have to go figure out on your own how to become a New York times bestseller. If you, if you say, Hey, I want to create this identity. I want to be a new, I want to set myself apart in the dentistry industry. I want to be known as X, Y, Z. I want to be the, known as the dentist nationwide, the number one dentist. What's the best way to do that? Oh, and a, kind of a, a hack to that is become this New York times bestseller. Great. How do I do that? But it's very thoughtful and strategic. You know, you, you knew what you wanted, you knew the identity you wanted to create, and then you found out the model and the method for doing so. And you're a hundred percent right. And you know, one of the things that we tell students at LEAP, the most powerful word in the English language, three letters, A-S-K, ask. And especially when you're a young student, people will help you. They don't feel threatened by you. You know, if me, a 64-year-old dentist goes to another 64-year-old dentist, hey, will you help me build my practice? They'd be like, yeah, no. But me, a 17-year-old student saying, hey, I'd love to be a dentist like you. Will you help me? Who's going to say no? Yeah, and that's that's another point is that exactly that, that especially when you're younger, it's about, a, you know, something I like to say is the best leaders are the best followers. So ultimately, success is about leadership because you, you know, you you lead, other people follow, people look up to you because, you know, you, you have that identity, you, you have trustworthiness, you've, you've built that. To get there, we need to follow. So, you know, standing on the shoulders of giants, like we just talked about, there are models for that, but it's to look at to who can you help and learn from. Like sometimes we're just trying to, you know, get the highest compensation possible, but sometimes it's like, hey, can I intern with you, you know, Dr. Bill for six months and just I'll clean your toilets if I need to. 
I'll just, I just want to be upfront because I can learn more in a year, just, just mentoring from you and, and watching you and hearing you and seeing what you see and what you do every single day. Just that, I mean, I would pay for that. Right. So if right. I, I could, get, and, and then you're being a help of the, of the person that you, you might want to mentor. So think about how can I be of value? How can I, how can I listen and learn and follow and offer help to those that have done what I want to do. That's the shortcut. You, can I tell you something? You are a thousand percent right. There was a young man I met when he was in his early 20s who did just that. He came in, he wanted to be a dentist. He he got rejected from dental school twice. He stayed in my office for a full year. Just not, he wouldn't let me pay him. He he just wanted to be there. He also helped me tremendously because he converted all of my slides to PowerPoint. This was at the time when, you know, I used to travel with nine carousels of slides when I'm lecturing and he and I became the best, best, best friends. And he finally got into dental school. We called the Dean of Admissions. They said, you need to do X, Y, and Z, which he did. He got in. Today, he is one of the most successful dentists in the world. He owns 40 dental practices in the Texas area that treat low-income family. These It's 100% paid for by the government. He's doing great work for these kids. And he literally sponsors 60 kids to come to LEAP every year, kind of as his payback for all the help that I gave him in his life. So, you know, my mantra for life is learn, so you can earn and then return. And I love to see when these things come full circle. Yeah, and it is. And that's kind of the fellowship piece. And then I was going to say kind of the, the final piece to the puzzle that the, all, the, all of us can do this. This isn't talent, but, you know, this doesn't mean that you're born with the highest IQ. We can all learn this way and do these things and we can all be successful. And that's to always be learning. Like, always have a curiosity. There's always more to learn. There's always more to get, you know, to get better at. And, you know, sometimes we think we know it all, or sometimes we think we, this is all there is to learn, but it's just, I just like to stay, stay in a mood of curiosity of learning and offering value, learning and offering value. And it's amazing just so what opportunities continue to show up. So important. So you had this thriving, successful real estate business, and then you started all these other companies. Why don't we just like name off a few of them and what they do? Well, you know, I, I left real estate sales and, you know, for me, it's just like, what's next, what's next. And so I, you know, it's just, you get to kind of the top of something it's like, all right, been there, done that. What's the next level of accomplishment. So from there, I just, I went on to, to just, you know, become more of an entrepreneur and business owner and, and started building big companies and, and, you know, but that was the next level of challenge is just because I was good at sales as an independent person didn't mean I was great at business. So then I just had to start over. It's like, all right, what do business owners know that I don't know? And who can I mentor under and who can I learn from? And where do I go to learn the fundamental skills of, of being an entrepreneur and business owner? It's obviously not obvious because, and it's not easy. So it's just going through all the same things, but then it just turned into one business and that turns into the next business. And, you know, and then to, like you said, to, to learn, to earn, to what's the last one? Return. And return. Thank you. To return. You know, now it's like just getting to an earth, you know, certain age and stage in life where it's like, hey, I've built the businesses. I've built the success. I've, I've built the, you know, kind of the financial empire. 
And that's what's great about, you know, for the young, you know, for young adults, when you find those like Dr. Bill, maybe myself, but we're at the, we're at the age and stage where we're, we're, we're not done yet. We're far from done, but we're still, we're at the, the, we don't have to grow and build so much more. Now it's more about returning. So now that's what my business is today is to, to really teach and to share the wisdom of being successful and how to make money and how to grow wealth to those that, again, just want to learn how to be successful and build wealth in the process. That's awesome. Um, if students want to get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to reach you? Yeah, the best way to, um, that's always a great question. The best way to reach me is to follow my podcast, which is Wealthy Wealthy for all the podcast listeners. So I'm sure you'll put that in the show notes. And then just, uh, you can follow me online, just Google my name, Christina Wise, and there's 10,000 ways to to reach me. But it's spelled differently. It's K-R-I-S-S-T-I-N-A. Yes. Yes, Wise, W-I-S-E. Um, and closing question, what's next? What's next? Oh, well, what's next today is probably to get up on the mountain to do some skiing. And, and that's just the final piece too, is to, in all of this is to remember and, you know, growing a business, growing careers, becoming successful is just to keep the priorities of what it's all about. And all of the money and all of the success is really to serve the purpose of living a good life. We want a whole complete, complete life that has great relationships, a lot of love, a lot of laughter and a good amount of fun. And just to make sure that we're always keeping what's most important front and center. Awesome. What a great and powerful message. Thank you so much. That was so much fun. And um, you'll have to text me your, your phone number. We'll ski together. I'd love that. All right. Hey, Dr. Bill, over and out. To learn more about the Leap Foundation, go to leapfoundation.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash leapfoundation or on Instagram at leapfoundation. Listen to the Meet the Mentor podcast with Dr. Bill Dorfman on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.